someone you love struggle with mental illness. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are mental illness has affected your life in some way. But did you know that one in five Americans will experience mental health issues at some point in their lives? So whether it's you or a family member or loved one who has a hard time maintaining their mental health, know that you're not alone. Take heart and know that the struggle is real, y'all. At least for one in five Americans it is, which is why I've created the Love Makes You podcast. So that the people like you and me who struggle with their mental health pretty frequently on the daily, who may or may not find it hard to just be a human today, can connect and realize that we are not alone, and that there are many resources available to us, if only we would become more aware of them. So with that, I'd like to welcome you to the Love Makes You podcast. Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the Love Makes You podcast. I am very excited to be sharing this first mini solo episode with you all today. And before beginning the podcast, of course, I want to just take a few minutes to do our pre-listening meditation. So go ahead, wherever you are, get settled, have a seat in a comfortable position. If you are otherwise occupied, no worries. Um, Just give yourself this moment to tune in with your breath and come back to your center. I think this practice is really helpful for calming our nervous system, soothing anxiety, really helping us to be more present because most of the time, I don't know about you, but at least for me, I am not very present. I, my mind is usually going a million miles a minute thinking about this thing or that thing. So I think it's a really nice, gentle, easy, helpful practice to come back to our center and ground and allow our breath to help us calm ourselves a little bit. So take a comfortable seat wherever you are, get cozy, make sure your spine is nice and straight, shoulders back. And if you can, close your eyes. Go ahead and close them now and get ready to take a few deep breaths together. So on this next exhale, go ahead and exhale all of your air out of your lungs. Inhale through the nose together. And once your lungs are totally full, take a few more sips of air in. And once you've filled them up as much as you can, go ahead and exhale through the mouth. (sighs) Inhale through the nose, second breath. Nice and long, filling the belly and the lungs. And once your lungs are full, go ahead and try and take a couple more sips in at the very top. And exhale it all out. Last breath. Go ahead and inhale through the nose. Expanding through the lungs, the belly. Taking in as much air as you can. 
And once they're full, try and squeeze a little bit more air in. And exhale it all out. Thank you for taking a few moments to get present with me. And now go ahead and open up your eyes, become aware of your surroundings, and open up your listening ears for this sweet, hopefully helpful, new episode. Enjoy, guys. Aloha, everyone, and welcome back to the Love Makes You podcast for my very first mini-sode solo episode where I take a few minutes to talk about pertinent insights that I have gathered throughout the interviews I have conducted so far and just my own personal journey into mental health and wellness and how we can better care for ourselves and heal ourselves and love ourselves so that we can be mentally happier and healthier and emotionally regulated and all of those wonderful things. So today marks the fifth anniversary of my brother's passing. He committed suicide five years ago today. This day is often pretty challenging for me. I do feel that this year is particularly gentle because I recently was able to do a ceremony with my family spreading his ashes and I really feel like I've done a lot of work to process the grief that I've felt over the years which ties pretty perfectly into the topic I want to get into today which is doing the inner and outer work. When I say outer work I mean all of the stuff we do with our bodies, with our minds, with our breath out in the world to help regulate our nervous systems and to help process our emotions and to just generally care for ourselves so that we are happier, healthier individuals like movement, breath work, yoga, stretching, all those kinds of things proper diet, taking mental health walks, taking time for yourself. Those are all outer work. Those are the things that we can do to help our body and therefore help our minds and our emotions. The inner work, however, is something that I don't think is often talked about in the mental health sphere when we talk about how to help ourselves and utilize the resources that are available to us when we are struggling with our mental health, whether that be depression or anxiety or the many other plethora of things that we experience. We don't really look at the backstory, the foundation, the internal aspects of ourselves that are also playing a role in the way that we perceive ourselves in the world. So... Inner work would be things like inner child work where we face the little kid that we still are inside, the one that maybe never got to heal from different traumas that they experienced as a kid, if they were never validated or if 
they experienced a really conflict-filled household or were talked down at by parents. There's so many ways that we can reparent ourselves and look that child in the mirror and love them in the way that they needed when they were young. And that's one of the things we can do as part of our inner work. We can learn to emotionally regulate ourselves, meaning we hold ourselves through painful emotions while allowing ourselves to express them in learning to hold space for our own emotions we can then release whatever trauma grief blockages we've held in the body and then come back to a place of peace and center within ourselves having released whatever we were holding on to that was keeping us dysregulated so that's another practice that we can do that involves internal work And I think for a lot of people, internal work is really, really scary. It's tough. It's painful. It's really uncomfortable. It's, yeah, downright terrifying. It really is to face your inner demons and look at all the shadows that have been beneath the surface haunting you, which is why we struggle with things like depression and anxiety and various other mental health issues, if we could learn to look at our traumas, look at our blockages, look at the habits and trauma responses that we hold on to because of our past and hold space for that so that we can learn in ourselves with our own emotional experience so that we can release these emotions and come into a place of peace. And so what I've been learning as I continue on this mental health journey is that both the inner and outer work are completely necessary. They go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. In order to heal, we need to be doing the inner and the outer work. I think the outer work takes discipline. You know, it takes discipline to get up every morning and do what you need to do to take care of yourself, to make yourself be at your best uh, for the coming day, making sure you eat right and making sure you exercise and making sure you take time to meditate and listen to what your needs are so that you can dive more deeply into self-care and doing what needs to be done to care for yourself. That's the discipline aspect. And I think the inner work requires courage. I think it takes an immense amount of courage to really go deep, sit with yourself, and learn to accept yourself as you are with the traumas, issues, baggage, everything that you are holding on to. Learning to face those fears, face whatever it is that is scary to you, the shame, the the pain. It takes a lot of courage to really look at oneself like that, but we have to, otherwise we are avoiding and bypassing and putting a band-aid on things, but we're not really getting at the root cause of why we're so unhappy, why we're so unhealthy, why we are emotionally dysregulated and our nervous systems are shot and we don't feel happy or content in our lives. We have to look at what's deeper beneath the surface And I wish I knew what to say, you know, 
to make it easier, but I've found that just learning to face the fear, it's not so much the things that we're afraid of, but the fear itself, which I know sounds very cliche, you know, don't fear anything but fear itself, but it's really true the the more I've sat with my own fear and how it's affected my decision making and my mental and emotional health, I realize that the longer I avoid something, the more fear I create. Whereas if I just go into it, it's like diving off the high dive or something like that. You just got to do it. It's the absolutely necessary first step. And it's the hardest one to make, but learning to face our fears, we can realize how capable we are. We can realize how small or maybe seemingly insignificant those fears were, the things that we didn't really want to look at. Or, you know, facing those fears can also be really, really painful or uncomfortable or messy or what have you, but we always make it out the other side. I mean, I've literally faced my worst fear. I have experienced the one thing that I was most terrified of and I am still alive. I'm still here. I'm still kicking. So learning to face our fears in little ways and baby steps, learning to look at ourselves and take responsibility for the person we are so that we can move forward in a more empowered way is absolutely necessary in order to take back our power over our mental, emotional, and physical health. The last example I want to give of inner work versus outer work and how both are necessary in order to heal and grow and work through these struggles, these mental health struggles that we all go through, is therapy. Going to therapy and showing up and opening up about our struggles are examples of inner and outer work. So the outer work is going to therapy. It's being consistent. It's being disciplined enough to show up for yourself, show up for your therapist every week and make it happen. So going to therapy is the outer work. The inner work is opening up once you get to therapy. If we don't do both, then we're really not getting anywhere. If we don't do the outer work, we're not even going to go to therapy. We're not going to try showing up at all we're obviously not helping ourselves. And if we go to therapy, but we don't actually open up and allow ourselves to be vulnerable and be honest with ourselves and our therapist and where we are at, then we're not doing the inner work and we're not really getting anywhere. If you go to therapy and you just talk about things that don't matter or are superficial or what have you, then you're really not making the strides that you could be making in therapy. So understanding that we need both is essential to actually using these tools and showing up for ourselves in a way that will benefit us in the long run. And lastly, I just want to point out that in order to do this inner work, we not only need courage, but we also need to be connected to our bodies because that is where these negative emotions and these traumas and grief and All these things that we're trying to let go of lie. They are stored in the body. Trauma is stored in the body. Negative emotions, stress, stored in the body. I mean, for anybody who wants to argue that 
Our emotions don't have anything to do with our physical health or our organs. There are plenty of studies out there that show that chronic stress causes raised cortisol levels, wreaks havoc on our adrenals, our kidneys, and even in traditional Chinese medicine, different organs and organ systems are linked with different emotions, the kidneys being fear, which is so interesting when you think stress, anxiety, cortisol spikes, that's all fear-based. It comes from a state being in a state of fight or flight. So I think there's a lot of legitimacy to somatic experiences and connecting with the body feeling into the emotional bodies and and our physical body in order to let go of negative emotions, grief, traumas, things that aren't serving us anymore. So we have to have the courage not only to face our fears, we have to have the courage to be in our bodies, to cry, to emote, to get angry, to feel sadness, to groan, to moan, to scream, to yell, to sob. These are all somatic experiences and that is a product and consequence of doing the inner work. So my friends, I just want to leave you with this. Doing the inner and outer work is necessary. Discipline and courage are necessary. Being courageous enough to be vulnerable enough to get into our feeling body and experience our emotions so that they can release us are all necessary parts of the mental health journey. I hope this little mini-sode has been helpful for you. I hope you found value in it, and I hope that you can take something away from it so that we can start to integrate these lessons and really just become our most happy, healthy, vibrant, authentic, beautiful, amazing selves. So thank you so much for listening, and I will see you all next time. Much love.